This episode is sponsored by Caddyshack Bistro, your favorite new watering hole. Located next to Crust Pizza Company on Spring Cypress and Champions Forest Drive in Spring, Texas. A place where dreams come true. The finest spirits, wine, and tasty food. It's where the locals go. Use code BEERNERD20 to get 20% off your next order. Is Denny's a good place to sit and eat, or did it fucking suck? Find out next on... episode of burn appetit i am your titular host burn appetit and yes a good place to sit and eat is actually a denny's slogan that they use believe it or not um probably took them all of three seconds to come up with that <laughs> with that and i like how it's i'm just gonna talk here i'm not introducing anyone this is just me <laughs> ranting about the slogan of denny's but it's it's a good place to sit and eat like it's okay it's not a great place to sit and eat. It's just, it's good. It's Spoiler good. alert. Holy shit. <laughs> well, I'm not saying I think it's good. They think it's good. Whose voice is that? I don't know. Uh, that is the voice of my co-hosts. Uh, you may know them from Three Beers in a Mike Extended Universe and also this show. Please welcome to the show, Dwayne and Scott. Say hello, fellows. Hello, fellows. Ahoy. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, we are recording on the week of Hallow's Eve. Some say the spookiest day of the year. Um, and it actually works Who out because... That? I think it's uh, just you. The people, people say that. They say that. It works out because this season is pretty much the season of death. Uh, <laughs> we, we have some insane meals. Uh, the calorie count is going to be insane at the end of this season. For sure. <laughs> uh, like... I, at the end of this episode, you mean? Yeah, at the end of this episode. Um, it's so much food. It's absurd. Um, speaking of absurd, uh, let's get to <laughs> our special guest this week. <clears throat> He's a karaoke aficionado, a CFO, and also the chief operating officer of Dwayne's Heart. Please welcome to the show, Jamie. Say hello, Jamie. Hello. Hello. <laughs> um. Dwayne had me write that specifically. <laughs> no, I am specifically the CEO write all these of his heart and other major organs in his body. Now, for those of you listening, we don't have access to video. Jamie is wearing a nice pair of kitty headphones, pink kitty headphones. Um, it looks great, and also for some reason, he's wearing a kitty tail butt plug. Uh, so, if you see those, I don't know if you see those on the internet. If you guys know what I'm talking about, but if you do, not the foxtail ones, not the big bushy ones. It's just a long. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of stuff you find on the internet, uh, Jamie, welcome to the show. Um, (laughs) Our first segment that we do is a nice little uh, getting to know you thing. So uh, the most important question I think you can ask someone when you're getting to know them is age, sex, location. 
Uh, I prefer a thirty-year-old or less. <laughs> um, definitely. This this uh, is for uh, for you. Not this isn't a Craigslist ad that you're writing. This is for you. Well, my age and sex and location. Yeah. Because I was really excited to talk about the location. I'm not, I'm, not doing, I'm not doing the census for you, JB. Uh, I just need you to answer the question. Age, 45 sex, years old, mm-hmm. uh, sex, uh, male, mm-hmm. location, Dwayne's heart. Oh, very nice. But I'm like literally, what, like two streets down from you? Yeah. So Dwayne and I are neighbors. We're more than just friends. <laughs> friends with... Friends with benefits, I think some yeah. call it. <laughs> uh, question number two: it, uh, Pretend you have to go to your kid's classroom for a bring your dad to school day. How would you describe yourself and what you do um, to a room full of eight or nine year olds to make you sound cool and compete with like the fucking cop dads and the firefighter dads and all those other assholes? It doesn't oh. necessarily have to be job related, like hobby, you know. Ha- I, I, okay, so I would never tell a group of nine-year-olds like the type of person I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's twenty-one plus. But um, so you know, yeah, I'm chief financial officer of of a, of a mid-market oil and gas services firm. It's a really great job, and there's so many things about it that I love. But I couldn't walk into a group of of first, second, third graders and try to compete with cops and firefighters <laughs> well, and heroes. Well, that's the task of the question. That's why you got to Well, but like, you know, I was talking to Dwayne about this earlier that uh, I, my CEO, who's my friend and, and technically my boss, he doesn't even know what the hell I do on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> so for me to try to explain to a group of first graders, I, I couldn't compete with firemen. I mean, my, yeah, because okay. one of the benefits of being CFO is you sit on your ass the whole day and your feet are really soft. I'll bet the firefighters have like callus on their feet and their hands. Yeah, and stuff. fucking assholes. Um, no, but if I think about that question more towards uh, a target audience who might understand like a little bit about what we do, um, maybe like a recent college graduate with an accounting degree, you know, what I would tell that person is if you become CFO of a company, I mean, you could talk to 10 different CFOs and you'll get 10 different answers about what they do for the company, right? Yeah. It's it's a very individual uh, type of role. It's a, it's a it's a single title, but but that title holds many many different roles within a company. And so for what I do, I mean, I get to do a lot of the strategic planning. Uh, I'm a, I'm an operational focused type CFO, so I don't do a lot of the bean counting, the debits and credits and all that bullshit. Mm-hmm. I've, got a, I've got a team of people who do that. You know, me and my CEO in this particular situation, we're basically like just running the company, making decisions on a day-to-day basis. And, uh, you know. Um, just FYI, the kids have checked out. There's <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, this is great. The kids are loving this. No, no, no. And, uh, and I think, uh, you know, my favorite part of the job and being a leader in a company is, you know, you get to do a lot of career counseling and, and help people in their own careers and a lot of coaching. Yeah. I don't know. I think the kids perked up when you said you're not a bean counter. They're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yep. It's not a glamorous thing to do, but it's an important thing, like, in society to do. Uh, I could talk for hours and hours about how public markets work and the importance of the, the fiduciary responsibilities we have to our shareholders and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, I mean, who the fuck gives a shit? Uh 
fuck the food. <laughs> Let's not talk about Denny's. Let's talk about fiduciary <laughs> responsibilities to shareholders. <laughs> yeah, no. And like, I get my ass chewed on a monthly basis. I chew ass on a monthly basis. Like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. You and... chew ass and you're not even a millennial. <laughs> oh, no. I'll chew some ass. Millennials love eating ass. It's canon on this show. Um, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Wait, I didn't know you were a millennial. I'm not a... <laughs> So, you're originally from uh, New England area, is that correct? Yeah, the New England region. Yes, (laughs) it's not an area. I didn't know. I didn't know. Set of states, like there's very specific defined borders. Well, I not just some weird area. I thought it was. I thought it was Massachusetts, but I didn't want to narrow it and be. I was. Oh, and this is why Dwayne and I are are like such BFFs. (laughs) He was born in New Hampshire, raised in Massachusetts. So he was born a good man and raised an asshole. <laughs> I was born in Massachusetts, raised in New Hampshire. So I was born an asshole and then raised a good man. Oh, um, it's like a real life Romeo and Juliet story here. Yeah. No, New Hampshire is where I was raised. At the end of an old dirt road on a, on a lake, I had the best childhood you could have ever imagined. Like, you ever see that movie, uh, Days and Confused? Sure. Like, that's literally every saturday and sunday it's friday saturday sunday of my childhood that whole thing like okay. just i was wondering where you're going i didn't know if you were going to be the uh mcconaughey at the high school <laughs> character in the story or... he would be if he's still there no so literally like from the time i was in eighth grade through like like junior college i started out as the kid pitching that like got his ass beat grew up into the mcconaughey like that that whole movie like encapsulated my entire childhood young adulthood i mean and i I mean it when i say it literally that's what we would do we would we would we would finish school on a friday figure out where we're going to get drunk and high which girl was coming who was going where i mean it was a great childhood and we we, you know it was good so uh what are your what were some of your go-to local food spots there in new hampshire do you have any uh non-chain like good spots yeah so they have like chain, not chains in, in New England. So every town in New England has what's called a house of pizza. And Dwayne will, will validate yes. this. It's Greek families who cook Italian. You know, they cook pizza. Italian food <laughs> in the Greek way. So we had Hillsborough House of Pizza. So literally every single town in New Hampshire, like insert town name, House of Pizza. And it's, <laughs> and it's a, a Greek family cooking pizza, subs, grinders, the whole thing. So we had Hillsborough House of Pizza. Uh, Chris Petrakis was my good friend. He was he was the, the, the son of the family who ran that place. And uh, yeah, so that was our go-to place. It was cheap, greasy cheese pizza, cheeseburger yeah. subs, uh, roast beef sandwiches, the whole thing. And um, But other than that, I mean, I grew up in a town where I didn't have McDonald's in my town until my senior year in high school. This was like a, a, a single yellow blinking light intersection type town until you know the economy kind of took off in the late 90s wow interesting now does new hampshire is new hampshire do they have their own style of pizza or am i confusing that with connecticut it's new hampshire right yeah new hampshire no they don't new hampshire lacks culture in every which way you can imagine other than maple (laughs) syrup and um, (laughs) we had and i'm not even joking we had this kid his name was junior santos okay i grew up with junior santos Junior Santos, he was Puerto Rican. Avid, okay. avid listener of the show. Yeah. Avid listener. Uh, he's probably tuned in right now. 
in between his uh, dance offs. But um, <laughs> he, uh, we all thought he was black. He thought he was black until about senior year when he realized that his, he was Puerto Rican. Like, so we, we literally have no culture in New Hampshire. <laughs> it's like a thousand percent white people. Um, and that's it. Like, so when you talk about culture in New Hampshire, it's basically maple syrup, uh, mud season, and a bunch of little fucking bugs that bite you when you're trying to drink beer outside. Uh, like, what is, you said mud season and you moved on like that's a normal thing. What is mud season? <laughs> <laughs> so when everything thaws. Yeah. So New Hampshire has some pretty harsh winters and like 90% of the population lives on dirt roads. So that might be an exaggeration. It's like 80%. Um, and, uh, you know, when, when the winter happens, you know, the snow falls, the roads freeze, uh, everything happens, especially at higher elevation. You know, every, all, the, all the little hills and mountains, they get white caps. And in the springtime, when everything starts to thaw, it, everything just thaws. So that, that, that dirt road that was once, you know, like a, a proper dirt road, it turns literally into mud. And uh, that's it. Like, it's, it's just mud season. Like, your car is going to be dirty. There's mud everywhere. Like the car washes basically closed down because there's no use in cleaning anything. <laughs> we used to have a, a like in Dwayne can attest to this. If you were looking for a car, you remember the old school like magazines that you'd get at the grocery store and like they would have all the car listings. Like maybe nope. you don't. Okay. It was pretty I'm, I'm 35. It was, it was, so no. uh, yeah. Well, okay. We'll talk about <laughs> Teletubbies later. Um, but uh, well, Dwayne, and, and I don't know how old Skay is, but. Uh, Same age. 34. Oh, okay. So Dwayne remembers you go to the grocery store, you get a free like auto trader. Auto trader. It was a it was a, yeah, I, it was a I've seen those. Bernard's just cloistered. Yeah. He's... So now what uh, is a grocery store? Is that what you called it? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So at the checkout line, uh there were these things, free free auto trader magazines. And if you saw a southern car in there, you knew that it was for sale, that it was it was that car got all its miles in the south. There was no salt on it. It had no rust, like rust, like rust free Southern car. Like that was a big deal to buy a car in New Hampshire <laughs> because in New Hampshire, like in, in, in all the cold weather States, but like they used to put like the hardcore salt on the road. They're, mm-hmm. up, they're from up North. Well, they you know, know that, but yeah, no, but now sure. they have like these chemical concoctions that doesn't really rust out your car anymore. This was back when they used to literally put like fucking table salt on the road and it would get all up in your gears and all up in your transmission and shit would just fall apart. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. So, anyways, I forget why we were talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> I do, too. To that's, no, that, that's just oh, part of being season. a Yankee. Mud season, yeah. Yeah, mud, mud season. season. <laughs> because it started with winter. You salt the cars. It turns into mud. Everybody gets stuck. Like, it's crazy. I can't tell you how many times I'd be like, well, I have to be careful what I say. <laughs> I would be driving home and, like, getting stuck in the ice or the mud or whatever. And like you have to walk like twelve miles back to your house to get your father's tow truck and go out and get it, get your own car out. So, anyways, you have to get your. Does everybody's father have a tow truck? <laughs> you much. say these things like they're just normal sentences. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you I just mean, go get your dad's tow truck. Like what? Pretty, pretty much. I mean, yeah. If it's not your dad, it's your buddy's dad. But yeah, tow trucks mattered. That's funny. Um, so you went from mud season to mud bugs. Huh? In Houston. Oh, oh. <laughs> zing. <laughs> Bernie's the king of uh, transitions. The king of zing. <laughs> so how has uh, your taste in food changed 
since you've moved to the South? Have you opened up your horizon as far as food and stuff? Because Dwayne hasn't. We've learned one thing about Dwayne. He, he's an old fogey and he doesn't like change. Have you opened your eyes to different cultures, cuisines and stuff since moving to the big city where we don't got no mud seasons? And Yeah, no, definitely. So for, for my part, my little journey, um, you know, the first place that I moved to after being born and raised in New Hampshire, going to college in New Hampshire was a Washington, D.C. area. And we moved, my wife and I moved to Washington, D.C. right when Chipotle became a thing. So I know Chipotle is like pretty, pretty, you know, it, it's out there now. But back then it was pretty rare. Pretty exciting. It was pretty exciting. And Chipotle might be a good topic for one of these shows at some point, but you can only get burritos. But anyways, um, yeah, no. So like that kind of opened my eyes. I swear to God, Chipotle like changed my life as far as like what food can taste like. Because when you come from New Hampshire too, New England in general, um, Dwayne can tell you, particularly back before Food Network and when people started to learn to barbecue and grill and stuff, like all these wonderful traditions that exist in the South of cooking food, like Cajun style and barbecue, Tex-Mex, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. We basically grew up on a diet of like shoe leather and dried potatoes. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy how horrible. My, my father, let me give you an example. My father would take a rack of ribs from the grocery store, cut them before he cooked them, grill them at like high heat, like you'd grill a cheeseburger, throw like, <laughs> like a little sprinkle of like uh, uh, wood chips. And I'm pretty sure he got like pine wood chips <laughs> from our yard, with the mulch. And like, it would smell a little bit like smoke and it would taste a little bit like smoke, but like, that's what we grew up on. It was horrible. Um, we <laughs> ate I'm sure he, we called our uh, hamburgers hockey pucks. That's how much they would cook the yeah really <laughs> yeah. yeah oh yeah it was it was it was terrible in fact when my buddy seth from high school moved here to, to katie we visited with him he 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 loved he calls it the triple flip burger <laughs> like he flips his burgers three times not once not twice but three times <laughs> and so anyways like that's just how we grew up eating shitty food so i'm telling you when i first moved to washington dc i went on a, on a on a trip to sort of scout the location with the company i was with and um my buddy who was there, who I was replacing, brought me to Chipotle. It blew my mind, right? <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, Chipotle is every day now. But, um, but yeah, no, since moving to Houston, I mean, Dwayne will tell you, because his wife's uh, Vietnamese, I'll eat all the weird shit. I'll eat anything. And my career in the oil field has brought me all around the world. I've been to mm -hmm. Asia Pacific, many, many different countries over there, Latin America, uh, even in the uh, Middle East, I've, I've I've eaten under a bridge in Kuala Lumpur uh, in Malaysia, like some crazy, crazy ass, like exotic little place with like ants crawling everywhere. And like they make this. That's crazy, awesome. Yeah, this crazy good food. And I've had uh, a dinner in a Saudi sheikh's in Saudi Arabia uh, mansion where we had like lambs and like 25 like every one of us had two people attending to us. We had a, a liquids person, somebody who brought us our drinks <laughs> and somebody who brought us our meats and, and dishes. Like, so I've eaten in the spectrum and international and it's all good to me. Cause to me, when I go to a place and I look at something that looks disgusting, it looks foreign. The, 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 the mentality I have is I look around the table for the people who are from there and I say, they eat this shit every day. It hasn't mm -hmm. killed them. It's not going to kill me. I may or may not like it, but I'm going to honor their tradition, honor their culture. Yeah. I'll eat it. And frankly, with that mentality, 
of the 150,000 things I've eaten across the world, there's maybe two things I didn't like. Like it's yeah. really, it's all good. I, I completely agree. Um, anytime I'm traveling, I've been all over the world. Anytime I'm traveling, I dive into like the weirdest, like rarest, like, cause I don't want to eat. I mean, I do go to a McDonald's everywhere I go just to see how it's different. But like that's not. not what I'm that's not that's not what I'm eating throughout. I want to eat stuff that people there are eating. I want to try their culture. I want to try their food and stuff. And it's always good. It it might look gross. Like me and Rami ate well, this is touristy bullshit in Beijing. Yeah. But we had scorpions, fried scorpions on a stick. We had bug larvae, like fried bug larvae and stuff. Like they mm-hmm. don't actually eat that. That was just touristy stuff. But it was a fun thing to do, you know. We're in China. Big me, crowd formed around us as we were taking turns eating these scorpions and bug larvas and stuff, and they were all taking pictures of the dumb, the Americans eating this stupid shit. Uh, well, and you know what? I've been to Beijing several times, and it's called uh, 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 Eat Street or whatever it's called, where they do all that stuff. Yeah, the like night market or whatever it's called. Yeah. So uh, I've I've seen the people eat the scorpions and stuff like that because it's touristy. Mm-hmm. I, and look, I'm not going to eat a scorpion. I'm sorry. Like I do have <laughs> limits. It's fine. It's just it just tastes like the shell. Like you don't well, even. There's like yeah, no. Yeah, it's crispy. I'm sure. But uh, but what I did is uh, the first time I went to Beijing, I got my MBA at University of Houston here in town, and they do like an international um, trip as part of your your program. And so there's like 30 of us, and by the time we went there, we were all good friends. And uh, some of the guys did the touristy thing, but this one guy, this crazy person, uh, he booked us. It was just me and uh, him and like two other people with, and basically what they do is when you go behind the streets, like there's families that will host you and they will serve you what they eat on, on a, a daily basis. So mm-hmm. we went, we went down and you literally, the, the Chinese person who was guiding us through the, the town you know, brought us through it. And it was like probably a, a good solid half a mile walk. And if you're in Beijing, you're walking a half a mile, you're going into some deep shit. And we went into some deep shit. We walked like four stories up to this like huge building. And this woman, her little daughter and her little son and the husband in the back cooking, like served us their meal. And we were eating it. It all tasted fine. It just tasted Asian and this and that. And they, they, we asked what it was. And there was some translations. And so this is an uneasy moment in your culinary career when when the Asian guide is there, the Chinese woman is there, like telling us different things. And uh, so we so we get this final dish and she's like, you know, oh, this is a traditional dish, blah, blah, blah. We eat it. It tastes great. And so we ask, well, what is it? She's like, are you sure you want to know? <laughs> and we're like, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe like tell us it's chicken. But it was a mixture of dog and donkey. But it was delicious. <laughs> so, hey, that's fine. I mean, yeah, I mean, it is so what it is. But it's what they eat, and it's not like. Yeah. And the thing about like dog over there, like people think like you're chopping up, you know, Fido, like the little dogs that we have here. <laughs> it's not the case. They literally have just like we breed cows and chickens. Yeah, and stuff, they breed them. There's there's certain breeds of dogs that they breed and they make them big and bulky. It's how they feed their population, right? And it's, mm-hmm. it's humanity. So, you know, and it wasn't terrible. I didn't feel unethical. Like if they told me it was Chester, who's like my favorite dog ever, like my dog, that would break my heart. But those motherfuckers, but was Chester make Chester, he, they could make them, they could make Chester taste so good. <laughs> I think there's a slow braise that happens, a little rendering of the fats and stuff. But yeah. Man, I could I could talk to you for an hour about this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, 
what is what's been your favorite cuisine across the world that you've eaten? So I'm hugely partial to Asian food, Barna. Like like Thai food, Vietnamese food, Chinese food. I think it's the blend of fresh ingredients, the spice, the spice profile really appeals to my palate. And even here in Houston, as you guys might know, we have a huge Asian population here, particularly Vietnamese. I think we're like the second most Vietnamese people yeah. outside of Vietnam. Maybe Ka- no, LA, LA is the largest. Okay, so population. we're like the th- literally across the globe. I think we have the third, fourth largest Vietnamese population here in Houston than, in, than, than outside of Vietnam. And uh, it, the food is amazing. It's th- There's a combination of fried, stewed, this and that. What I really like about Asian food is I love meat. I eat meat like a motherfucker. I'll eat steaks, chickens all the time. But their food is not meat-centric. It's all the other layers of flavor that you get from the herbs, the spices, and the vegetables that then, like, build up to, to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, obviously, when I go to Asia Pacific, I love it there because, like, they eat Chinese food for breakfast. Like, there's no eggs. There's no <laughs> nothing. Like, the, in fact, it's an interesting thing because the concept of breakfast food versus – you know, PM food, uh, it doesn't exist in other places, right? Like they just eat what they eat all day long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my Italian yeah. grandfather was a stickler. Like he he would get pissed off if you were eating PM food in the AM or if you were eating AM food in the PM. <laughs> like, no, no. Like if you're going to eat pizza for breakfast, you'd get a slap across the face. Like it, that doesn't fly with him. You eat eggs, you eat oatmeal, you eat bacon. And if you were going to eat like a pancake for dinner, no, that doesn't fly. So that's a Western thing. Uh, the rest of the world doesn't really have that. And, uh, but particularly in the Asia Pacific culture, like that food to me is it's the most complex food. Uh, and it's, it's just a bunch of delicate things built up mm-hmm. to this amazing like pop, you know? Interesting. My bucket list places to go to are um, probably Philippines and India. Mm. I love Indian food, but Philippines is this unique situation where their their cuisine is like the perfect mix between Indian and Asian because yeah. they're right smack in between both of them. So they like blend them together in their food. And oh man, does it it well, look freaking they have awesome? A lot of Spanish European influence as well too. Mm-hmm. So it's like a blend of everything. Oh man, it's like my number one place I would love to go. Skay, anywhere in the world, food journey. You're Anthony Bourdain. You're going on uh, your little travel show. Where Where does Skay want to go? Uh, wow. Food centric, <laughs> just for the food. Just for the food. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't to France yet. I probably go business. to France first. This is a business, Skay. It's not fucking Skay Pleasure Hour. It's a business <laughs> food food show. You're filming. Is Skay high? I would go to France. No, I'm no, no. not yet. He's gonna... France. Why France? Yeah, not yet. I just Why? wasn't. I wasn't. Uh, I didn't get to go. You were already there. You tried France already. I would just go mm-hmm. check that out first. What is it about the French cuisine that piques your interest versus like a China, Japan, India, no, Greece? It doesn't. It doesn't really. That's just the first place I pick. I would just go there okay. first. Interesting, Dwayne. I might go like South America. Mm-hmm. Lots of countries down there. You want to narrow it down, or you're no. just gonna, <laughs> just you gonna throw a dart? You gonna fucking throw a dart at the map? I don't want to keep talking, but my second favorite place, 
that I've ever eaten food is, is Bogota. So Bogota has in Colombia, like South America. So first of all, yes, South American food is badass. And despite like the stereotypes of like all the Latin food being like spicy and whatever, Bogota has like some of the most mildest foods, like the delicate flavors. It's crazy. So Bogota has like, if you look at it, like Bogota has, uh, they're at the equator, right? In Colombia, but they have this crazy elevation. So it's this, it's this strange and unique ecosystem across the world where there's like a million fruits and potatoes that exist at that particular configuration of elevation and wherever they are on the equator, mm-hmm. the humidity and stuff that you can't get anywhere else. And you can't ship it because this stuff is so delicate. You can't, you just can't ship it. Like there's these, I don't even remember, but like when I, when I, when I went down to the hotel to get breakfast, there was this like huge, uh, you know, table, you know, arrays of these fruits and it's like these flavors. It's like seeing a new color that you've never seen before. Like these flavors just pop mm-hmm. in your face and it's like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is this? Like I can eat this every day. <laughs> and, um, but then you get into their hot meals. There's a lot of stewed meats and this and that, but same thing with Asia. There's a lot of vegetables and they're very potato based down there. There's a lot of, and, and, and but these potatoes, they literally have like 150 different fucking potatoes. Like we have French fries and we have baked potatoes. <laughs> like we don't know the difference. Mm-hmm. Like there's a buffet that you can go to that has like nothing but like 16 different types of potatoes and they have different flavors and textures, but you know, it's a potato. It's mm-hmm. different. And, uh, you know, if Latin America, your intuition has served you right, because I think you'd enjoy that. Plus, Dwayne's a huge potato guy. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Surprise, surprise. You stick with me, baby. We'll, we'll go get you some. <laughs> Sounds like the perfect place. Uh, I would love to see a travel show with Dwayne going around trying different food stuff. I think that would be yeah. amazing. <laughs> that would be the least amazing travel show ever. He'd be like, I don't like that. No, I don't Take like, like one bite of it. Like, no, nah, that sucks. I don't like it. Yeah, no, I, don't like I would try it, though. <laughs> hey, you want I to give you props for trying it. A lot of people wouldn't try it. If you want to watch a guy try stuff and say it's gross, that's a, that's the way to travel. That's basically what a season and a couple episodes of this show is. And, and we're, we're talking about fucking Denny's. I can't imagine, can't imagine sending Dwayne to fucking New Delhi or something. Let's do it. Hey, when you talked about Indian cuisine, though, what about curry? Like Curry, to me, is like one of my favorite flavor profiles. But when you really get into it, there's Thai curry, there's Vietnamese mm-hmm. curry, there's Indian curry. Indian curry is my favorite. But like there's like 32 different types of curries because people don't realize the curry is basically a blend of like 67,000 spices and a mm-hmm. few different things. It's crazy. But yeah, I love that stuff too. I would go, I would go with you to the Philippines, by the way. Let's go. Uh, hey, man, I'm in. I, I want to go to India because I want to have like <clears> – <throat> so. Chinese food, it's hard to explain to people how different Chinese food is in China versus what we know as Chinese food. Well, Chinese food here is not Chinese food. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> but no like, MSG. <laughs> taking that experience and then applying that to Indian food, which is my favorite, I can just imagine the uh, experience of going to India and then having their version of India food and how amazing that would be. Because our version of Indian you food think it's is as different. Yeah, because our our version of Indian Scaled food back. is what the British turned Indian food into. Like chicken tiki masala is not an Indian dish. That's a British oh, yeah. invention of Indian food. 
and that, that you know that's what we're eating we're eating chicken tiki masalas and that kind of stuff so i would love it man it just skay i know i know just from the stuff that your mom has made that your your food that you grew up with is way different than mine but hearing jamie talk about the food he'd grown up on like i was eating tuna noodle casseroles and fucking shitty meatloafs and <laughs> like that so whenever i moved we had meatloaf what the hell it was a big eye opener for me to open this the, just this world of like what i thought was mexican food versus actual mexican food oh, and mexican just, food up north is not the same just the <laughs> fact that i i could go somewhere and eat Japanese food was like. Is there a Japanese place in Indiana now, Skay? I don't know. Maybe one. Uh, I don't know. We got some Japanese stuff around here. We got some. They sushi just opened a Thai stuff. place, like within the last five years. So, like Thai food, like you, like you drive have to drive forty five minutes to go to a Thai place. Um, just like just moving to Houston and just being. Oh, it was like a food awakening to all these flavors and stuff that was just like mind blowing to me. Can I interrupt for a second? A little different change of topic. Like, Skay. You're the guest, man. Yeah. I would love to come visit you in Indiana and sit on that pile of laundry with you. <laughs> like, do what you like, you look so happy. Yeah, I'm I, fairly content. Yeah, fairly content. <laughs> like, can I come? Yeah. We hang out. We're, we're getting ready to move here shortly. Indiana, like, Pennsylvania. You gotta go up the street from Indiana. Yeah, not in, not in uh, not Indiana, the state. He lives in Greensburg, Pennsylvania, but it's like half hour outside Indiana, Pennsylvania. It's fucking well, well. <laughs> it's the same shit. Okay. Yeah. Is it not I'm the same sorry. shit? You think one's superior? Yeah, Greensburg's way superior, definitely. Birthplace got, of Jimmy got... Stewart, Jamie, the actor Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, um. Hey, we got way sorry. more shit here. Can, can I just caveat? Because you just said something, Bernie, that about New England cooking. And I need to caveat that and honor my grandmother because we did grow up in a lot of shitty grilled food and barbecue, like what we call barbecue. But when my parents uh, split up, my mother married this guy, Steve Costa, and his mother, Rose Costa, who became like a grandmother to me. She's, I consider her my grandmother. This is an old Italian woman who like, she was probably four foot six. I swear to God, she was like a tiny little person. This woman could cook Italian food that would knock your fucking socks off. So one of the things, and we didn't have a lot of home cooking in Italian food, you know, not a lot of people had that, but my grandmother, she would make these pasta dishes with like seafood, lobster, meats, whatever. And, uh, you know, as much as I criticize the home cooking up in New England, <laughs> there was plenty of like Italian women up there who would make, the most amazing Italian food that you've ever had. And there was this one particular dish and I'd still do it to this day. I do it in a crock pot cause I'm a cheater, but she would do it like on the stove and manage it. Like she would go to the grocery store and get like literally like pork chops, chicken legs, uh, Italian sausages, uh, all the different meats. She would put little pieces of beef in there and stuff. And she would like let it stew all day long. And she made her tomato sauce from scratch. And it wasn't like that canned bullshit. That's sort of, chunky or whatever it was a real thin sauce and then she would make a linguine from scratch she would she would she would take the flour put the egg in the middle do the whole thing and uh man i'm telling you what uh italian food in new england uh is some of the best italian food that you're ever going to get and there's plenty still to this day 
there's plenty of grandmas up there, moms or whoever, uh, making Italian food up there that is, I mean, Dwayne, it's like the best Italian food that you get. That's one of the things in Houston you can't get. Like, <laughs> even the great Italian food here in Houston, it's mm-hmm. just, it doesn't even compare. Like, it doesn't yeah. compare. And maybe it's a little bit sentimental because me and my grandmother would sit and, like, pick the tomatoes out of the garden. And we would, I would go there on Sundays, and, uh, and we would prepare everything for the next Thursday night dinner. And that's what was our thing was Thursday night dinner. And um, and she would make it from the from the fucking garden. I mean, she'd go buy the meats from the market, but like the flavors came from her actual garden and would get into the pot and like flavor and stew all the meats and stuff. I mean, it was amazing. So, you know, I don't want to be too critical of the New England culinary <laughs> situation. I'll be critical of the food I grew up on. It fucking sucked. My mom <laughs> was a good cook. Well, I'm, my mom's not listening to this, and I I tell her to her face all the time. Yeah, <laughs> no. But Grandma Rose, sucks, Mom. if you could take a bite of Grandma Rose's like Thursday night uh, uh, meal, it would change your life. I guarantee it. Interesting. Um, I did read an article saying that Boston has the worst rated Asian food out of anywhere in the country. Because they're all doing math and science up there. Nobody's cooking. <laughs> Interesting. Ain't so, no Asians in Houston doing math and science. They're just cooking down here. <laughs> Interesting. Um, so before it just, I'm sorry. It just feels, I need a segue between all this real interesting food talk before we jump into fucking Denny's. <laughs> uh, so uh, I'm gonna have a little buffer here since it's Halloween here in a couple of days. What are your favorite Halloween candies? We'll start with you, Jamie, as our guest. It's interesting because it's Halloween in the movies. There's a candy that I eat and I and I love it. It's my favorite candy but I only eat it when I go to the movies and it's the only candy I steal from the kids. It's milk duds. Oh my God. My mom is a milk dud person too. That's her favorite. I don't get it. I don't get it. October. And when I go to movies, that's how I keep in caramel. What don't you get? Cause it gets hard. Like it gets, yeah. The inconvenience of you have to suck all the chocolate off and then you get it stuck in your teeth for 20 minutes. And that's just having one little dud. You gotta do that fucking uh, twenty more times. Well, you get to save it, man. I think you're doing it wrong if you're sucking the chocolate off. Uh, I don't want to hear ever again baby. about Bernie sucking anything off ever again. But anyways, you gotta oh. suck it off, baby. <laughs> no, uh, no, milk does is my is my jam. I mean, bar none. And it, but the, here's the thing: I'll walk like if I go get a candy bar at the grocery store, it's usually Milky Way or Snickers. Like I'm a, I'm a I'm an everyman when it comes to that. But, uh, you know, it's the movies and Halloween. It's Milk Duds. I don't know what it is. All right. What's your, we'll do favorite, least favorite. What's your least favorite? Anything like Smarties, all that bullshit candy, like the, the, poor, pe- the poor people candy. Fuck that shit. <laughs> no. I'm an elitist when it comes to candy. That sounds, you sound like Bernie. <laughs> I love it. I love that. No, I agree. <laughs> like those motherfuckers that give me Smarties at Halloween back in the day, they're getting egg or TP. Like, I would rather a popcorn ball or a fucking apple with a razor oh, blade in it than some fucking Smarties. <laughs> Smarties, poor people food. Love it. Yeah. Wait, favorite, least favorite? Uh, favorite's hard, but uh, I mean, 
Reese's, Milky Way, Snickers. I mean, I think any of those are right up there. You got to pick one. All right, I'll pick Reese's. Okay. Sorry, I, I have to make you commit on this shit, Dwayne. <laughs> That's fine. Least favorite, and I, I think I said this on Three Beers and a Mic. Those, uh, I don't even know what they're called, but they're black and orange wrapped like peanut butter chewy things. Yeah. I don't know what they're yeah. called. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are not bad. Those are the, the hard honey ones. The honey, like they're honey. No, not the honey thing. They're just like, a, it's like a peanut butter, you know hard, hard piece of peanut butter. Do you know what's funny, Dwayne? On my Facebook memories is the three beers and a mic post from <laughs> exactly one year ago talking about the same thing. mentioned this candy, so I put a picture of it on there. It's the worst. Yeah. Nobody even knows. It's like late Mary girl. Jane peanut butter kisses. Is what yeah. I was going to say Lady Jane. <laughs> Well, that triggered a thought. I'm sorry, but like, um, what are those honey things? Honey, you know what I'm talking about? honey, like they come in a little orangey gold honey wrapper. Honeydew, honey, honey, honeydews. Honey, bit of honey. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at that. We workshopped it. <laughs> Skay, favorite, least favorite. Oh, God, there's just so many. I probably my favorite candy. It's not necessarily a Halloween candy, but raisinets. I like raisinets a lot. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I like I like sucking cash. the chocolate off, and then <laughs> and then like munching the raisin when there's a little bit of chocolate left. Raisinets are really good. I'd like to. I, hey, can I can I rescind my request to go hang out with? <laughs> I'll have lots of raisinets. Come on up. Too healthy. Um, they're really good. Uh, you know, all the rest is really good too. But I like raisinets a lot. Um, worst has got to be popcorn ball. In my opinion, what? popcorn balls, popcorn balls, fucking I, I think, suck. I think you got them reversed. No, popcorn ball is like you got to try to fit that thing in your mouth, and then you get those like hard edges, cut your gums up and shit. No, popcorn ball sucks. Interesting. Well, the the correct answer is Reese's is the best. <laughs> Number two, Skittles. Nope. Uh, no. The worst. If we're talking poor people candy. Whop whoppers. Oh god. Whoppers yeah. are good. No, yeah. I'll 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 go with Bernie on that all day. Like I, I want to ultimate... stab a motherfucker who eats whoppers. The ultimate worst candy are those Neko uh Neko wafers. wafers. I uh, yeah. <laughs> they're kind of they're like the poor man's they're like, party. Yeah, they're <laughs> the poor person's poor person's candy. No, they're communists. <laughs> they're they're disgusting. It's like yeah. talcum powder. It's you listen gross. to that business wars. Huh? You listen to the business wars on that. No, but no, that that shit's communist. Like <laughs> that's like right before some German bombs your city, you eat those things. <laughs> <laughs> what about candy corn? Is candy corn any good? That's it's this fine. is my question. It's fine. it's fine. I prefer the pumpkins, the candy pumpkins yeah. that are made of the same thing. Oh, I don't know why, much. but it, they're fine. People give them shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They don't deserve the shit that they get. They're fine. They well, don't deserve the, a lot of praise about, either. But the, the thing yeah, about candy corn is it matters if they're stale or not, right? Like if you get a good fresh candy corn and it's not like hard as a fucking rock, it's okay. Nice and soft. Yeah. Halloween, yeah. yeah, nice and soft. You know? Yeah. Well, um, Dwayne men- made me mention the karaoke. Um, aficionado, it seems so stupid to talk about it, but well, uh, I'll just I'll shorten it and we'll do around the horn again. 
Do you have a go-to karaoke song? Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes, I do. It's the And also, man. wait, wait, wait. That oh. was unfair. I asked I asked a stupid question. What is your go-to karaoke song? Because <laughs> <laughs> we could go around the horde, everyone would say yes. And then, okay, well, that wraps up that question. What uh, is your go-to? I won't get technical on your grammar, but um uh piano man, like uh, yeah, piano man. I can hit every note. Uh hmm. it's a horrible song. And everybody you sings like, along to it. You like boring the crowd for fucking seven minutes? No, because I usually make up words and I throw some like pornographic shit in there. <laughs> and um, it's uh, no, like, wow, now. And, and Dwayne can attest to it. Like, in a certain context, if I sing Piano Man, like, we can get people like rocking and rolling. We, we get free shots. Yeah. That's what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, funny. Piano Man. Dwayne and I also have a go-to song, uh, a duet, which is "If I Had a Million Dollars" by the Bare Naked Ladies. He sings the girl part; I sing the man part. Um, yeah, makes sense. They're both men. Yeah, but there's a girly man and a. <laughs> Dwayne, what's your uh, go-to karaoke song? Do you have a go-to song? Uh, I I uh, like Jamie. Go for the cheesy uh, go-to song. <laughs> I go for "Don't Stop Believing." everybody knows it and you don't, you only have to sing half the song and you're a big fan of glee no it's, it's season this one. band they were called journey they actually sang nope. the song nope that's old people Fucking shit millennial people people know it from the show glee uh skay do you have a go-to i could i would go with wayne's don't stop believing that's a good song i uh i did that in college once i did like a kind of a parody of that song rewrote all the words for this thing that I did for one job that I did, and it was pretty good. So that, yeah, I'm okay with that one. That's a good one. Okay. Uh, I don't necessarily have like a go-to that I sing every time. I'm a big fan of uh, Phil Collins' "You'll Be in My Heart" <laughs> from, uh, from Tarzan, from the hit uh, cartoon movie Tarzan. <laughs> Great song. Uh, my least favorite karaoke song is uh, "Sweet Caroline." Fuck that oh. song. Well, you'll hate Jamie then. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that song with a passion. That's okay. Sweet Caroline is good after uh, Pit Victory. When no, Pit wins, a, that's like Pit's no. song. It's a boomer song. <laughs> it's a boomer favorite, fan favorite. All right. So, well, it's, all, uh, it's a New England thing, too, right? Well, it's a Boston Red Sox yeah. thing. It's a Red Sox thing, it's which is mostly why I don't like it. But, uh, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I digress. Bernie, where do you come from and like where are your actual sports teams? I need to know this. So oh, I'm from <laughs> Pittsburgh <laughs> originally. Um, but I only like the Penguins. I am a Cincinnati Reds and Cincinnati Bengals fan. A fucking idiot. Why would you do that? He's an asshole. Haven't you you've listened to any of these podcasts? <laughs> you no, know, he's just an asshole. And that's why he did that. I grew up liking the Cowboys in the 90s when they were winning everything. Oh, my God. I realized, listen to this asshole. (laughs) Talk. Listen to this asshole. Did you have a varsity jacket with the Dallas Cowboys on it? Like with the sleeves? I had a starter jacket. You motherfucker. (laughs) Um, I realized that I I don't know. I realized that I didn't really like the Cowboys. but They were just winning stuff. So then... Ken Griffey Jr. was my favorite player. So when he left Seattle to go to Cincinnati, so did my allegiance. 
And then I thought, well, if I like the Reds, I'll just like the Bengals too. <laughs> and I'm a big fan of tigers. Tigers are my favorite animal. So like, yeah, it's like a perfect marriage. There's no, like, oh my God, you're a godless. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I don't, I have no allegiance to where I'm born. <laughs> like, I don't care. Doesn't matter. Um, speaking of where, no, I can't transition that. Um, <laughs> what's, Jamie, what's your experience with uh, fast food, fast casual places now? Do you eat a lot of fast food, fast casual? What What's like your go-to spot? Is it still Chipotle or have you moved on? Well, DC Chipotle, days? okay, yeah. So Chipotle is still badass. Like Chipotle is like fresh, healthy. You can get like a really nice meal there without all the calories and sodium. And look, I'm not trying to sound like a 45-year-old dude that likes concerned about his health, but like I can now tell when I eat a sodium meal, <laughs> once in a while I do have to go to McDonald's because I love the McDouble. I love the McGangbang. You know, mm-hmm. like you stick a fucking spicy chicken in the middle of a McDouble. Like there's nothing better than that, especially mm-hmm. after what Scott's doing. <laughs> but um, like I'll eat a McGangbang with everybody. But as soon as I do, I feel the sodium, right? So mm-hmm. if I'm going for like fast food, like today for lunch, I went to Salada and I <laughs> did my fucking salad. <laughs> you know, buffet deal and it gives you good proteins and whatever. But uh no, uh I love McDonald's. McDonald's is my number one. And I don't give a fuck who cares. Like the McDonald's breakfast is the best fast food breakfast ever, bar none. I don't give a fuck. You're stupid if you Wendy's don't think is giving thing. it a run for its money. Wendy's is we legit. did the Wendy's stuff, but Wendy's stuff has come out like to me, it's a little too rich. There's too much like heavy oh, breads yeah, for and sure. cheese. But like For sure. the, uh, Absolutely. the sausage McMuffin with egg, bar none. Like if, if listen, I always ask people myself, what's your death row meal? Like you're dying tomorrow. What are you going to eat tonight? I'm going to eat like 20 um, uh, sausage McMuffins with egg. Like I love that. It's my favorite food. Um, it's not even Bro, actually food. That's a weird, that's a weird way of saying McGriddles. <laughs> no, no, because it's not McGriddles. It doesn't have those weird pancake. Buns. Yeah, McGriddle's a superior sandwich, bro. Stop no, wasting time on McMuffins. McGriddles are good, but like I like English muffins. Uh whether it's women or a sandwich. Like I like English muffins. Um but uh I don't even, I don't even get that. Uh, the McGriddle the McGriddle hey, is the superior. Come to London with me, I'll show you. But um we're uh, we're gonna have to have a vote on social media as to whether people like McGriddle or McMuffin. Because so to me, McMuffin is good, it's just a little bit less. You know, this the sweetness and look, uh nope, sweet- your death row meal is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but um no, I love fast food. I, I you know to me it's part of American culture, it's all good. To mm-hmm. the problem is physically, as you get older, the sodium takes a fucking toll. Like I can yeah. feel it when I eat one of those meals. Interesting. So but McDonald's, anyways, huh? Yeah, McDonald's I... for me is still the world champion of fast food. Uh, it's and, it's hard to to disagree with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so consistent and so good. Every like you know what you're getting. And like you, Bernie, most places I've gone to around the globe, I've gotten McDonald's. And and like sometimes the burgers are a little saltier, or there's a little bit of different flavor. But at the end of the day, man, it's good. Now, what I also do is if I go to McDonald's in like uh, Thailand. I'll get the noodle dish that's on the McDonald's menu because it's McDonald's and it's yeah, noodles. You, you gotta and, try. You gotta yeah. try the new stuff. You gotta try the regular stuff. You gotta compare it. That's yeah, like, but that's like my favorite part of traveling is to 
go to try, the, try the McDonald's. Yeah. The local McDonald's? Maccas in Australia. Get the salmon eggs in Hawaii. Now, here's the thing, too. And I, I don't know what your guys' experience is, but like um, the fountain sodas matter to me because I'm pretty particular about it. So it, sometimes fountain sodas come out flat, this or that. That's why I don't go to Burger King anymore because the fountain sodas suck. They're always like disgusting. The syrup tastes wrong or something. When you I go already to know any, where you're going with this. Yeah, but any McDonald's ever, like Coke Zero, it's always perfect. World's best Coke. Yeah, it's it's always perfect. They do something different with their Coke at McDonald's. There is, there, there's something different. There is definitely there's something, something different. something different with their Coke. It's <laughs> the best Coke you can get. They exactly. do something different, and they don't say what it is, but there is something different. No, there <laughs> is, and so that's a part of why McDonald's to me is is the go-to place, and it always nothing, will be. Nothing better than a cold Coke from McDonald's. McDonald's oh, is it. the Tom Brady of fast food. <laughs> <laughs> love it. So that begs the question, now that we've talked about all this food all across the world that you travel, you've had two people assigned to you in um, Saudi Arabia to serve you, a liquid person and a food person. And you chose to go to Denny's. So the question on everybody's mind is, why did you pick Denny's? So... It's a good question because I'll tell you this, like if I'm going to like a different town in America and there's a Denny's, I never stop at Denny's. I never go. What it is, is the Denny's that the particular location that we have here is the closest replica to the diners that in New England that Dwayne and I grew up with. So in New England, we talked about a bunch of different food types. In New England, the Northeast in general, I think a lot of cold weather climates, it might be Minnesota, even in Ohio, I don't know. Um, diners matter. Like when you go to get breakfast, like after church, if you're a church people or late at night when you're whatever, mm -hmm. like we have amazing diners up there and it's the eggs, it's the toast, it's the pancakes, whatever it is. I love breakfast food and I love sandwiches and, you know, diners do that. So this particular Denny's that we have that's right down the street, for whatever reason, has always had a badass management team, a badass cook, and they're all using the same ingredients that other Denny's use. But this particular Denny's that we have here does a fucking bang up job. Like it's the best diner food that you can get. So I chose Denny's because one, <laughs> Dwayne told me I had to choose something that you guys have too. But, uh, but basically, you know, this place that we go to, this particular location, um, I know some of the wait staff. Um, I know the cook back there because I've been there so many times. And usually it's between the hours of 1 a.m. and 4 a.m. <laughs> after a night of uh, karaoke. See, that, and, was, that was my question. Uh, my question was, you do not live the Mogwai lifestyle when it comes to Denny's, right? You're allowed to eat after midnight. Yeah. That's the only time. Yeah. It's so good. Except because for this time. Skay's girlfriend also lives the Mogwai lifestyle. That's a word I'm not familiar with. <laughs> from, Gremlins, the movie from Gremlins? Gre Gizmo was a Mogwai. Gizmo, he's a Mogwai. I thought it was Can't eat after midnight. No, they become a Gremlin after they... Skay's girlfriend lives the Mogwai lifestyle. <laughs> She's a Gremlin? Yeah. 
Can't get her wet. <laughs> Can't get her wet. Where she multiplies. Wow. Anyway. Wow. Uh, so nice. yeah, so it's a it's your late it's your uh, late night Wait, you spot, huh? I just got that. <laughs> <laughs> You can't get her wet or she multiplies. Damn. <laughs> yep. Thank you for uh, cluing in everyone else at home. Um, so it's your go-to. So we have something in our hometown called Eaton Park, which is like a like a diner place mm-hmm. that on weekends would do midnight buffets. And it was just uh, French toast and pancakes and eggs and sausage and bacon just on like a serve yourself buffet. And it was like super cheap. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was like seven dollars for all you can eat. Just and we would get trashed, go to Eaton Park, and just devour the shit out of it. So I I I understand what you're saying about your Denny's and going there late at night. I just uh, I don't want any spoilers, but Denny's wouldn't be my go-to. But you found your niche, your go-to, your good. Apparently, you go to the world's best fucking Denny's. I don't know. I have well, two Denny's stories and I have strong opinions about Denny's because this pisses me off more than anything. On our honeymoon, we went to Hawaii and um, so we spent two days on Honolulu and then we got on a cruise ship that went around to a bunch of the islands and stuff. So night one, we're walking around trying to find a local like seafood restaurant, you know, a nice place to eat for dinner. Um, we're in Waikiki. We're staying at uh, Trump International in Waikiki. And we walk past, and there's a Denny's there. And this is 7 p.m. on a Saturday night, I think. Line out the fucking door. (laughs) Wait for Denny's in Waikiki in Hawaii. I lost my shit. (laughs) I lost my shit. I, for the next 20 minutes trying to walk around and find a restaurant, I was losing. Like, why the fuck are these people waiting on? Denny's. Why are you waiting 40 minutes to get to a Denny's when you're in Hawaii and you can have all this fresh seafood? Yeah, no. I mean, it, it, when it's out of context, like when it's not just the, you know, when it's a special thing, I'm sure it's that's a special thing in Hawaii, right? So, like, we had an In-N-Out burger that came to Houston, right? And In-N-Out's a very famous and popular. This but, was... Like, this was not locals going to this Denny because it's new and it's Denny's and they don't have a lot of that stuff. This is old white people, oh, well. <laughs> old white tourist people that are eating Denny's at seven o'clock on a Saturday. It's probably it's probably the only place in Hawaii that took like U.S. dollars because that's a whole different country. <laughs> <laughs> uh, second story. It's the same story except for replace Honolulu <laughs> with Las Vegas, and it's the same fucking story. Line out the door in Las Vegas for fucking Denny's. I was there like a month ago, like for my brother's 40th birthday, my stepbrother. This motherfucker, he's crazy. Whole different podcast. But um, he, same thing. And I was walking from my hotel to go to another one to meet a, a buddy that was there. I noticed the same thing, dude. And like, yeah, it's right on the fucking strip right there. And like, there's a line out the fucking door to go to Denny's. People must be so fucking high and drunk that they don't realize that there's room but service. There's, there's, not only that, but there's Las Vegas is a mecca of great food. Every famous chef throughout the world has a restaurant there. Every fast food brand is there. Every anything you could possibly imagine is in within the strip distance, and you're wasting a meal at 
Denny's? What if they just wanted like what? a grand slam, like some pancakes and stuff? Mm-hmm. <sighs> go to I don't go to go, what? Go, you wanna, where do you want go, them to go? Wolfgang Pucks no, for fucking buffet. pancakes? No, a buffet. Go to a Bur- fucking Bernie, casino's buffet. Bernie has, Bernie has a really good point because every person standing in that fucking line. Has a Denny's in their hometown. Like, yes. Why would you go? Why are you? Why? That's that was my point at Honolulu. You're in Hawaii. Why are you going to Denny's? So, oh, that's can... the guy who goes to McDonald's at every place. He's... Uh, anyway, let's uh, go around the horn and get into our Denny's talk. Um, before we do so, we have a chef's diss sound of the night that Jamie picked out. It's gonna need some. St- Splaining, as uh, uh, what's his name from I Love Lucy says, Ricky Desi <laughs> Arnaz. So, uh, Jamie, you got some splaining to do. What is the chef's dish sound for this episode? So, my second and a half favorite movie ever is Braveheart. Okay, and there's this scene in Braveheart where he finally exacts revenge on the individual who kills his wife. Right, and he goes up to their post. Spoilers for Braveheart. <laughs> yeah, in case you hadn't watched it 150 times like me since 1994, all good. Throwing it out there. Get out of here. Dwayne's cat is fucking with my keys. But anyways, um, so there's this scene where he goes and kills the man in the exact way that that man killed his wife. And you have to watch Braveheart to understand how important that is. But anyways, so... He he has his buddies, you know, post this guy up. He looks at him and says some words, cuts his fucking throat, walks down the down the hill a little bit, looks back at this post to his buddies who are like, you know, his 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 you know lieutenants, and he says, burn it. And he just burns that motherfucking place down. And that's what starts the war between Scotland and England. That was the thing that triggered the whole event to just destroy. So if you don't like a meal, what you do is you put that meal up on a post, you cut its fucking throat, and you look (laughs) back at it and say, burn it. All right. I love it. It's perfect. Burn it. You are our guest, so you get to go first. What item did you pick from Denny's, and do you give it a chef's kiss, a kumsi kumsa, or a chef's diss? And also, if it's your bite of the... Kumsi Kumsa is like, uh, okay. like eh, it's okay. Like, is that like the French the like Kumsi Kumsa? Yes, yes, that's <laughs> okay. it. That is what it is. Yes, exactly <laughs> but you have to say Kumsi Kumsa. That's how uh, Bernie speaks French. Okay, yeah, real lazy. We're good. Um, and then if it's your bite of the night, you have to say it's your bite of the night. If what's the bite of the night? Like the like favorite, the, 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 be- the, the best thing you had on the menu. You don't have you don't, to have one, but you if don't you have, have to have one, it's like wow. Okay. Well, so first of all, like, as we talk about Denny's, it's all about expectations, right? Like all this stuff is about, I I tell people all the time, happiness is the difference between expectation and result, right? Like if you expect something to be really good (laughs) and it sucks, you're not happy. If you have a low expectation and it's great, you're happy. The absolute value of that thing could be the same. It just depends on your expectation. So the problem I have with rating my choice was the Grand Slam, which like I've had so many 
one, two, three, four a.m. grand sandwiches. <laughs> like my expectation is exactly what it is, right? <laughs> so I love it. It's 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 a uh, it's a home run every time, but I expect a home run every time. So Dwayne and I, and we'll, we'll talk about this as you guys go through your dishes that you chose, and we'll give some feedback. But like Dwayne and I talked about that difference between the expectation and the result. But for me. So my, my thing was the Grand Slamage. It's like, of course, it's a chef's kiss. Was it the bite of the night? No, because it was a home run. I expected a home run. It's a home run every day. Oh. I could go I could go right now to the Grand Slamage at my Denny's, and uh, it would be perfect. It always is. It just always is. So it's a chef's kiss, of course. <laughs> it was my choice. <laughs> and once I eat a sausage McMuffin with egg, on my death row meal, I'll probably get a grand slam. <laughs> All right. Does that so, make sense? Oh, it makes perfect sense. So I'll go next. So basically the grand grand slam, which for those who aren't in the know is it's like a an entire breakfast meal into a sandwich. Mm, yeah. So it's got the eggs, bacon, uh, is that sausage on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cheese. Um, the bread is like, cooked in syrup or something yeah it's cooked in syrup um it was really good like i was eating this thing and i was like so the pic that what i got versus the picture of it are two vastly different things too like if you look at the picture (laughs) of the grand sandwich (laughs) lower your expectations because the picture like it will not look like that but god damn it was it good Mm -hmm. i i like i bet i did not I, for some reason, I didn't read that they cooked the bread in the syrup, or I, I don't even know if they mentioned that. But taking a bite of it and getting the syrup, I was just like, Whoop, "Yeah, woo, 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 woo! What is that? Yeah. What is that little extra thing that I'm tasting there?" And I was like, oh, "This is pretty good." <laughs> yeah. Chef's kiss, bite of the night for me. Woo! I love the Grand Slam. I thought it was great. I would get this at Denny's probably every time. Well, I should have told you guys up front that um, my first favorite food really is sandwiches, and my <laughs> second favorite food is breakfast. So, there like you, you put you put all that stuff, and it's literally like you have to admit, like the texture matters, right? Like mm-hmm. texture matters. You you bite into that thing, and it's that crispy bread, mm-hmm. and then you you chew through the egg and the cheese, and you get some of that crispy bacon that's up in there, the sausage. All those textures matter. And you're exactly right. It's basically everything you love in breakfast, like in one bite. In the one bite, yeah. And then, exactly. And then, That's exactly and then, what it is. And then you take that one bite and you you, you kind of look back at the world and you're like, okay, everything's good. <laughs> and then you realize that this sandwich is fucking huge and you have like 30 more bites to go. Yeah, it's massive. This it's whole amazing. fucking meal was absurd. Wait till you see the pictures that I will post of this fucking meal. This was... I. <laughs> I'll wait and tell the story of my Denny's trip uh, whenever I'm doing my item. Uh, Skay, why don't you go next? Tell us about your Grand Slamwich experience. Uh, also, like you, Bernard, I didn't read the menu if it said it was cooked in syrup or didn't. I didn't know that. Um, I think I would have liked this better had it been like all like more syrup or no syrup. I just didn't. I didn't like it that much. Um. It was still good. Like everything inside was good, but uh, the toast, like the toasted part, wasn't my favorite. 
To borrow another line from... Jamie's offended right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, maybe I should have just added syrup. Maybe I would like that more. Um, but anyways, to borrow another line from Braveheart, ou en français, si vous préférez. Kumsi uh, kumsa for me. Mm, show Whoa. off. Yeah. Showing off. Dwayne? So what uh, Jamie failed to mention is the first time we went, well, when we went to Denny's, we were actually sober and it was breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Pretty rare. <laughs> <laughs> so a normal visit to a Denny's? No, not a normal visit. <laughs> yeah, it was like 10 a.m. with our kids. <laughs> I I had never had this. It sounds like you guys had never had this sandwich either. I've never. I hadn't been to Denny's in a decade, probably. Like, I knew the moon's over my hammy. I've had that. I hadn't had this. Like Bernie, I was like, I didn't read it. So I was utterly surprised with the sweetness in, inside of all of that stuff. It uh, and to follow up with that, we did go back, uh, you know, maybe a week later uh, at a drunken uh, late night state, and uh, I got the grand, grand sandwich again. Did you? <laughs> the reorder. That's got to well, be bite of the night, then, right? Uh, yeah, Coomsy Coomsa, bite of the night. There you go. Wait a I, minute, was it Coomsy Coomsa or was it bite I mean, of the night? Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Whatever. Coopsy coops up by the night. That would be. That sounds pretty accurate for Denny's. <laughs> it's okay, but it's my bite. Uh, Chef's kiss bite of the night. Let's see. Uh, let's go. Dwayne kind of got an appetizer, so we'll do your dish next. I got the loaded tots, which I didn't even know uh, Denny's had tots. <laughs> Is it just me, or were these not normal sized tots? These were like they were huge. (laughs) They were were steroid tots. They were so fucking big. (laughs) It's insane how big these tots were. I don't even know how they did it. Uh, First bite, I was like, "Oh, these are really good." Second bite, I'm like, "No, they're okay." (laughs) Yeah. So I'm going kumsi kumsa. Kumsi kumsa. Skay, what were your thoughts on the 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 tater tots uh i thought they were uh they were good um i i thought uh sonics were probably a little bit better with the chili and stuff on them although these had sour cream all over them and i love sour cream um i we also kind of got these first so i gave these a chef's kiss i i liked them enough to put them up in the kiss range okay um yeah, as Dwayne said, these tots were huge. Not expecting these massive. Th- there was like five tots in this bowl. It's like a, it's like, it's like a half a potato or something. Yeah, they had <laughs> so the loaded tots were just bacon and cheese and a fucking gigantic dollop of sour cream. Yeah, that's basically all it was. It was fine. Coomsy coomsa. I, I. Don't know how you could give this a chef's kiss because I liked them and I was hungry as fuck when I yeah, ate them. I mean, so they were fine. delicious. It is. I mean, they are. I love tots, but like these were like these were just like basic tots. Like these were Dwayne tots. If that makes sense. <laughs> His missionary style position tots. Like. Just... 
hammering it. All right. Jamie, what were your thoughts on the uh, loaded, <laughs> air quotes, loaded tots? My thoughts on tots. Um, <laughs> once again, this became, this became a... Uh, Title of the episode, uh, Thoughts on Tots. Thoughts on Tots. Uh, tater tots. Um, um, th- this, for me, came down to expectation versus result once again, because... Titter tots are a thing everywhere now, right? Like you go to any sports bar or, you know, actually I went to Minute Maid Park to watch some baseball game and uh, I accidentally got some tots and it was fucking delicious. And so when I think of tater tots, it's like, how can you fuck up tater tots? You fry these potato, you know, mashed up cubes and they're delicious. You throw some shit on top. Our tater tots were terrible. Like they came out soggy. And it's funny. I, I, no, they were good, and then they got soggy. <laughs> well, but like I, I tried one right away. It's the uh, awesome block or the uh, cactus blossom conundrum. The- <laughs> yeah. No, and so I had a pretty high expectation on this, and so it might be my fault, but the result was not that good. And even the cheese and the stuff they put on it was just not that flavorful to me. It tasted salty and gooey. It just wasn't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't anything that was compelling. Like, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. So what is it? Chef's diss? Yeah. It's a total Mm -hmm. diss. Like, I can get good tater tots anywhere. I would never order those again at Denny's. But you also have to do the chef's diss sound. You got to do the chef's diss. Burn it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to have you go last, Skay, because you... uh, you I got the dessert. Yeah, you had, like, a basic Denny's meal. Um, So... I could not remember the exact name of the item that I got because it's no longer on the menu. <laughs> what I think it was called was the crazy chicken, um, crazy spicy chicken skillet. Is that what sounds I think right. it was called. It's something so, chicken skillet. Yeah, so it was a skillet that had um, chorizo, jalapenos, cheese, chicken. All this stuff, and then you could order it with a side of like tortillas or uh, like bread. Oh, damn! You could get tortillas. Yeah, yeah. I got, tor- I got tortillas with mine. <laughs> so <laughs> this dish, oh my god, this dish was probably the worst thing I've had on this show yet. What? <laughs> wow! Wow! The chicken was ghost white. It, they did not fry this chicken on anything. This was either pre-cooked microwave chicken that they put on top, or they fucking boiled it. I could not decide which one it was, but either way, it was not good. They did not grill this chicken at all. This was not a fresh chicken. This was pre-cooked chicken from a bag. Um... The tortilla kind of saved it, but it wasn't good enough overall for me to enjoy it, especially with everything else going on. Uh, I just really I don't. I don't even know why I ordered it. Because <laughs> you I, had to. I, I saw it on the menu. I was like, "Oh, this is interesting." For Wait, Denny's, this was your choice. This was my choice. Yeah. Oh. I was like, for Denny's, I put a lot of trust in Denny's when I ordered it. I was like, this is this is a pretty outrageous dish for Denny's. This is something that they, you know, I wouldn't expect them to do at Denny's. Like, 
I thought chicken, jalapenos, chorizo, all that tomato sauce and cheese. I was like, this sounds like it could be really good. It fucking sucked. It was, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say it. The worst item we've had on this show to date. Oh, I don't know anything that's worse than this. Chef's diss by a mile. This sucked. I wait till you see the picture of this chicken. It is not grilled. It's hard. It's hard to convey the whiteness. That's how it came out. Yeah, plain, disgusting white chicken. No grill marks. A picture. It was like like they scrape. It looks like they scrape the sour cream off somebody else's plate (laughs) on the yard. Exactly. And there's queso somewhere. No, that's queso. That's not even sour cream. That's the fucking. Well, it looks like sour cream. Looks like someone jerked off in the side of my fucking skillet. Yeah, Um, no. Major. It's disgusting. Um, chef's dis burn it. Um, burn it. That was good. Before, uh, we'll go ahead and finish this round, and then I want to tell my story of the the de- my experience at Denny's was unique. So I want to I want to talk about that. Um, so Jamie, tell us about the crazy spicy <laughs> chicken skillet. Well, so look, one of the hallmarks of a really good chain is consistency and execution, right? Like we talked about McDonald's. You can go around the world. A Big Mac tastes like a Big Mac. You know, things happen. We may be subject here to a problem with execution of a (laughs) recipe because when me and Dwayne ordered that crazy spicy chicken skillet, it was fucking awesome. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Uh, It sounded like it would be. No, I'm telling you. So the so, and and a lot of this has to do. Ours with, looked like the pitcher. It literally <laughs> did. Like it was amazing, and um, so, and and by the way, you had an expectation and a result. There was a gap there that has caused your review. I had a very low expectation of this to start <laughs> with. I'm just telling you because I've only ever eaten That's the grand completely slam. fair. <laughs> yeah. So when this thing came out, and they brought out all the food, the, the, everything. I looked at that. I said, wow, that looks really good. And it smelled good. Like, here's the thing. When that thing, so so I'm a huge fan of chorizo. I'm Portuguese in my blood. So chorizo, Portuguese invented, Spanish people invented chorizo. It's just got to be in my DNA. I love, you know, the fucking I mean, the pig pig invented chorizo. (laughs) Well, yeah. Technically. But um, the pig come with all that spice all over it. <laughs> exactly. So, but the point is, uh, God invented trees when that came out. And look, Jesus, like to me, like the temperature of food matters. Sometimes you go to these places and you get a, a dish served on a skillet, and like the bottom is burned, but the top of the stuff is cold. And it's that they serve this was mine. Yeah. Really? It, and that's what happens is like it's hard to execute a skillet meal because there's a lot of heat at the bottom and there's a lot of yep. coldness on top. So, anyways. This is what I'm telling you. It may just be our Denny's does everything Denny's perfect. <laughs> I'm telling you. Like, we are like, I'm pretty sure Denny works behind <laughs> the counter. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck that motherfucker is, but he looks like a little Mexican dude to me. And he slings out the best grub that you've ever had. So when that thing hit the table, uh, and I don't want to speak on behalf of Dwayne, but we kind of looked at it. It's like, oh, wow, look at that. And so we tried our other foods. It cooled down a little bit. I stabbed 
like maybe it's just coincidence or maybe it was God's divine intervention. <laughs> but I just stabbed my fork into that motherfucker. I pulled out. It was the perfect amount of chorizo, chicken, the vegetables, the the, the cheeses and other things, and the, the peppers and onions that they put in there. I put that motherfucker in my mouth, and it was like, I looked at Dwayne, I said, damn, this is good. <laughs> like, holy shit. Like, it was really, really good. So, obviously, what I'm about to tell you is in complete contrast to what you experienced. <laughs> and it might have to do with the fact that you don't have the real Denny back there, but, like, <laughs> it was a complete chef's kiss. And, like, for me, and again... I wouldn't, it was my bite of the night. Like it was literally my bite of the night. It was so good. It was so unexpected and it was so perfectly cooked that I just was like, shit, this is good. I will (laughs) order order tortillas or bread with it to put it on. We we literally said, we were like, man, this would be perfect on a tortilla. So (laughs) here's a little side note about myself and Denny's and Dwayne has witnessed this many times. Bernie, you might have even witnessed it when you got drunk with us down here. I can't remember. But, like, most of the time when I go to Denny's, like, after 2 a.m., I'll order 20 eggs on everything I get. Literally. Like, there's a sandwich that I got the other night. I ordered eight eggs on it. The Nashville hot chicken sandwich. And I, That was my number two. That was my number two choice, the Nashville hot chicken. Well, I put, like, eight or nine eggs on it. There was one time I literally put 20 eggs on a cheeseburger. The chef's the, – the, the shit is chef. The cooks always come out and they're like, Look, I want to watch you eat this. Motherfucker. It's just stupid. We do stupid shit. And um, they even asked us, do you want some eggs on it? Like they were like kind of adamant about it, really. Like they were like, have an egg on it. Make it if like I, a breakfast scramble thing. If Yeah. If I put a, a couple of over easy eggs on that motherfucker, that would be my death row meal. I swear to God, like it was that good. Whoa. Yeah. But God damn, man, I I, I sent Skay and Dwayne a picture so you can see it mm -hmm. close up. Uh, I texted you guys both a picture of. I think I I think what this might be is a case of solid recipe, poor and inconsistent execution. (laughs) Yeah. But for me, like if you had the same one I had, I would have a hard time believing that you thought it was that bad. Wow. That's crazy. Dwayne, we might as well go Dwayne. Sounds like yeah. you had a similar experience. Yeah, like it came. Like I'm telling you, it came out. We were like, I was like, that looks like the fucking picture. Like the food never comes out of these places looking like the picture. Like perfectly sliced chicken, sauce on the top, all the stuff right there. I mean, it was good, man. <laughs> I'm so, I'm sorry you had such a bad experience. <laughs> like, it yeah. was so good. Like uh, that again that breaks my heart. It could have been an expectation. Like I, I was like, uh, I wasn't expecting. Uh, that, you know, <laughs> my expectations were low. We'll go. <laughs> we'll we'll go into why they were lower than what you would normally think of a Denny's. Whenever I give my overall score, because there's Denny's expectations, and then there's the Denny's I went to expectations, which were even lower. <laughs> and it still was the worst item that I've had on the show yet. That's, That's terrible because I've listened to your previous episodes and there's been some pretty trash talk about <laughs> like, It's crazy to me. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's Worse nice. than the chicken uh chicken salad sandwich from Arby's. Oh, that's pretty that's bad. Too. Well, I didn't want to ask you guys about that. who the fuck orders a chicken salad sandwich from Party. Arby's. Burner. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Skay, what were your thoughts on so, that? Chef's kiss. 
crazy. Chef, buy tonight? No, I already gave mine. Oh yeah, the the sandwich. Good choice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Skay. Uh, for me, I think I had a little bit of both. You got your guys' experience with the skillet. It was good. It's all right. Um, it was like I think a little greasy for me. Maybe a little too much cheese on mine. Um, we did get the tortillas, which was nice, but it just wasn't wasn't that great. It's gonna be kumsi kumsa again for me. It was just so so. Hmm. Playing coy, trying to trying to boost his own stats with his <laughs> item, huh? Hey, I don't wonder if there's maybe like some regional chorizo dealers that like fuck the Northeast. And like yeah, really it wasn't favor. it wasn't bad. Like it tasted fine. It just wasn't like it wasn't that good. It was all right. Uh, I can tell you, Ohio is not a big chorizo market. So. <laughs> They wouldn't send their best man for the job up here. In Ohio. Okay. <laughs> Skay, your item. What was what my was item? It? Do you remember what the hell it was called? I don't re- even remember the a, name of it. Banana salted caramel. Yeah. Banana salted caramel pancakes. And then you had all the sides and all that shit. Yeah, it was the meal, like with the eggs and hash browns. Or what did I, did I specify oh, what we had to get for the sides? No. Nah, no, okay. I think it was just hash browns and eggs, right? And sausage or bacon. Sausage or bacon or, or both. You can bacon, have yeah. one of each. Um, whatever I got, this is exactly what I wanted. When I saw this on the menu, I knew I was going to love this. I did. It was fucking awesome. The pancakes were all banana y and caramely and fucking delicious. <laughs> I love like the breakfast there, the fried eggs and hash browns and shit. This is easily my bite of the night. Chef's kiss the whole way. This is exactly what I wanted when I looked at the menu. Yeah. Um, pancakes were really good. Impossible not to be good when you throw that amount of shit on a pancake. Like, <laughs> they were fucking you throw delicious. Caramel, whipped cream, bananas on a like it's impossible to fuck up. It was great. There's no way that's going to be bad. I fucking loved it. Um, I. This meal was absurd. So I pride myself on eating everything in one meal, one sitting. And this meal broke me. I couldn't do it. I brought my wife and my three kids with me, and we split all this stuff. And we still didn't finish it. Um, it was so much goddamn food. And just Skay's meal alone could have been an entire episode. Because you have the three pancakes with all the shit on it. And then you have like three eggs. And then you have the toast. And then you have two pieces of sausage, two pieces of bacon. Like, oh my God. And the hash browns. And oh my God. And the hash browns. The giant slab of hash browns. Hash browns. I love hash browns. That's my favorite part of that meal. Hey, let me ask you a question. They were good. Like extra crispy, normal. Like, how do you like your hash browns? Extra crispy and cheesy, baby. You put the cheese, cheese it up. yeah. But crispy, gotta make it crispy. Mm-hmm. Um, they were fine. Like they were fine. They were good. I mean, it's I I don't give it my bite of the night, even though they were really good. Because like expectation, reality thing. Like <laughs> it's gonna be good. Like I. It, it, I can't give that the bite of the night. You know what I mean? Because it didn't it didn't wow me. It was what I expected what it was. You know what I mean? Hmm. And if I if I'm giving a bite of the night, I want to be wowed. You know? I want it I want it to mm-hmm. surprise me. I have standards. Um, this is really <laughs> good. 
I'll give it a chef's kiss. Uh, it was good. It was it was good. Uh, Jamie, thoughts on the uh, salted banana car- caramel banana salt salted salt caramel salted banana, banana, banana caramel pancake. It's the diabetes special. Let's just say it. And look, guys, uh, I I have been drinking black coffee since I was twelve years old, right? So I'm pretty sure I've burnt. You know about how taste buds work, like the sweet parts on the tip of your tongue, the mm. bitters on the back, and the salties wherever. Sours on the side of it. Yeah, like I have no sweet tooth anymore in my life. And so the problem is, I feel like that meal that you chose was everything that's wrong with America. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's oh just God. sugar, fat, like put syrup and frosting and. And oh, throw a fucking banana on there and like Fuck yeah. now it's healthy. Like, no. Banana's yeah. good. Yeah, it's healthy. Yeah, that's what helps get the rest of that shit through your colon. <laughs> but like, look, uh here's the thing. I don't like that stuff to begin with. However, like I don't just don't like it. I hate it. Like the big sweet <laughs> breakfasts. Like I'm a grand sandwich guy. And in fact, I think they put too much syrup on the grand sandwich. <laughs> 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 so so, um, you know, uh, it's just my preference, okay? However, when that thing came out, I feel like if you do like that stuff, it was executed perfectly. It looked really nice. Um, mm-hmm. It tasted good for like the half a bite I took before I wanted to go <laughs> puke. But um, so long and short of it is because I'm so – I just – don't like that super sweet cakey bullshit. Um, I can't say that it was a chef's diss because I think for people who like it, it's probably executed perfectly. But because I just not preference to that, I'm going to give it that come see, come saw because I get it. It's kind of like, you know, pop music. I can kind of understand the appeal of it. I hate it. But if you like it, Sure enough, it's it's executed perfectly. So I can't say it's a chef's diss because I'm pretty sure the chef did it exactly how you want it. <laughs> so, you know, more power to you. You guys love it. Um, just you're going to you guys are all going to be at a doctor's office when you're like 65 years old <laughs> and there's going to be this chart and there's going to be this little blip. And they're going to be like, where were you in October of 2021? <laughs> and you're going to have to tell him that you ate this fucking meal. And he's going to say, that's the reason you have diabetes <laughs> right now. And you're going to die. So that's my, you know, come see, come saw. <laughs> Does that make sense? Make sure. Uh, Dwayne. Yes. Similar to Jane. One thing, IHOP, Denny's, how the fuck do they make their pancakes perfect every time? Like, I cook them at home. One side looks good, and you flip it over. The other side looks like shit. Like I can never get a consistent pancake. I don't know what it is, but they have that down, no problem. Uh, I'm gonna go kumsi kumsa. It's good. It's a little too much for me. I'm not a big banana guy. I can I can I can take them or leave them. <laughs> so kumsi kumsa, eggs. Eggs, hash browns. I mean, it's it's all good. Like you can't go wrong with yeah. any of it. Yeah, no, I agree. 
Um, all right. Well, that just leaves one more thing to do, and we got to rate Denny's on a scale from 1 to 10, 1 being the lowest score, 10 being the highest. Jamie, as our guest, you get first dibs. So out of 10, what do you rate Denny's? Oh, so <laughs> listen, I'm a pretty analytical person, okay? So 1 to 10 on Denny's. I mean, what am I rating it against? Like, like it's for you. It's for you to decide. Your overall Denny's experience. How's that? I rate it amongst other fast food, fast casual places. I don't rate it against all restaurants because that's not okay. fair. Well, let me let me talk about our particular Denny's once again. It's on Luetta Road uh, in Houston, Texas, Spring, Texas. It uh, they have great service. They've always had a great crew there. Like so, that's something we haven't talked about. We've just talked about the food, the service at Denny's at yeah, our particular. I'm waiting for Bernie's story still. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. <laughs> but our service is always amazing, and and by the way, every time I go to Denny's, I steal a mug, just so everybody knows. <laughs> and like, I have never been. I have like twelve or thirteen of them at my house, like. And they all have the little slogans on the back of it. You know, if you're right-handed, you can read the slogan. If you're left-handed, you see the logo and the slogans on the other side. But anyways, um, so I love my particular Denny's. So it's always a 10. It's my Denny's. If I go to the Denny's in the Woodlands or down at Willowbrook or where you are, where you guys are, it could be a completely different experience. But yeah, show them the slogan. Like there's <laughs> always a slogan. I probably stole that for you. Yes, you did. Yeah. So what's it say? Wake up and smell the coffee, and then the pancakes, the bacon, the sausage, and the eggs. Yeah. So Denny's is amazing to me. Like, they've got great marketing. The food is good. And what I'm telling you is my opinion of Denny's is very specific to the location that we get to go to. It's always a 10. I have been there at 10 a.m. with the kids, like, after church. I've been there at 4 a.m. with Dwayne drunk as fuck and it's always good service the cook is always attentive and it's never been a bad experience so it's always a 10 for me but the problem with denny's is a national chain so the the art of execution is very difficult to execute you know to achieve across the nation and uh it just depends where you are whatever but i'm not going to rate denny's as a chain I'm going to rate this particular location as a 10. If Denny's pulled out and they just ran themselves an independent diner, I guarantee it'd still be good. Like it's this particular group of people who run this particular Denny's that makes it so special for us. That's all I'm going to say. It's a 10. A 10. Like an 11. The first (laughs) ever 10. I'll give it a 12. First ever 10 that we're going to have the recording of, at least. <laughs> but, uh, like, I would rank McDonald's across the board because I've been to many McDonald's. I don't go to Denny's wherever else I go. I only go to this particular location, and it's always perfect. Uh, that's all. That's why Stunned. I chose Denny's in the first place, you know? Stunned silence from Burn <laughs> Uh Bert, I, Bernie claims there's no such thing as a 10. Okay, 9.999999. That's my score. That's my scale. There's no 10, there's no one. Uh, Dwayne? Uh, I, I can't get my score because I'm stunned, <laughs> speechless. 
For me, yeah, our Denny's is a little special, but I have been to other Denny's. So I will rate it it's seven. Denny's, I mean, it's good to go. You go there, you know what you're getting. You're not going to go wrong. It's not going to be bad. But that's like a C. Yeah, but that's every Denny's. You're I'm, the I'm rating every Denny's, not just ours. <laughs> yeah. Whew. Whew. Oh, my God. Bernie's going to be like a three. <laughs> uh, you're not far off. Um, so I took my – so I just Googled the closest Denny's to me. I took the wife, three kids there. It was inside of a Flying J Travel Center. <laughs> so it wasn't even its own standalone building. It was inside of a gas station. But it was like a they had like a wing of the gas station that was just for this Denny's. So I walk in and like you said, expectations. I was like, oh my God. Not only do I feel bad that it's inside of a gas station, but I also feel bad that I dragged my wife and kids to this <laughs> and we are eating inside of a gas station. Like let's just say the wife was not thrilled to to be part of this. These are the depths you've sunk to. But, it was like a truck stop. You went to a fucking truck stop. Yeah, yeah exactly. It was a truck stop. Um, the kids loved the pancakes and uh, the hash browns stuff. Like they were all about that. That was fine. Um, you guys are fucking nuts. Seven for a Denny's. I I'm giving it a four, and I don't feel great about the four. <laughs> I, I feel great about the Grand Sandwich. I thought the Grand Sandwich was actually really good. Uh, for that reason, I'm out. Uh, <laughs> uh, four out of ten for me. Should there um, be a rule that you can't go to the truck stop version of the, <laughs> of the, of the restaurant that you're reviewing? Now, this truck stop had one waitress, one cook, I think, in the whole place. And she was running like five tables. But that being said, she was perfectly fine waitress like no problems with service service was great um she was attentive even though she was running around like a fucking mad person and food came out quickly like we weren't sitting there waiting forever for food or anything like that that part of it was fine it was just in a truck stop in the restaurant it was like that weird like 70s style where everything just looks fucking dirty even though it's not because they use dark <laughs> browns to decorate you know what I mean they use like weird oranges and dark browns to, to decorate booths and walls and stuff where it just looks fuck like you walk into an old Burger King and it just looks dirty even though they could just clean it it's just the, the palettes aren't like warm and inviting that's what it was um, I, I, I don't, gotta, I don't I, know I don't, I don't know if you can see it in my face but I'm pissed off <laughs> that you invited me floor. here and you raided my restaurant that way. And you went to a fucking truck stop. <laughs> like, come on, man. This is unfair. That's the closest you, one to me. You motherfucker. You think I liked it? You think I like pulled up to this place and seen that it was inside of a gas station? I was like, this can't be right. I've never seen a Denny's inside of a gas station. I was like, this isn't right. And I was just like, oh my god, Kate is going to be so mad. She's going to be so mad that I'm dragging her inside this I will pay for you and your family to come down to Spring, Texas. Luetta Road. 
and have hey. breakfast at Denny's here. Burn Appetit is coming to Houston. Gay's <laughs> coming. We're going to do Whataburger. We will eat at that Denny's <laughs> at 12.30 or later. Yeah, That's a Burn but... Appetit promise, and we will give our highlights, lowlights from this supposed best Denny's in America. Yeah, no. That's Please our promise. Do. Absolutely. We will. We absolutely will go to that Denny's. Right, Sky? I'll bring some special appetizers we can have before we go. Okay. <laughs> Don't bring that on the pl- That seems like a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't you say can, what it was. What you the fuck? Sh- just ship it to me first. <laughs> be fine. Sky, rate the Denny's. Uh, I'm going to go six and a half. Six and a half. Um, I really like their breakfast stuff. Six and a half is not a bad score. Six and a half is not a bad score. I what was my best score? Taco Bell was a nine. Um, six and a half ain't bad. McDonald's, what did I give McDonald's? Like a five point nine nine or something like that. Taco Bell was a nine, and Denny's was a six and a half. I don't go there all the time, uh, but when I'm like craving like breakfast stuff or whatever, that's what I go to Denny's for. It's, it's I just eat breakfast there. Oh, he shoved like, this the grand sandwich. Uh, see, I just didn't. I didn't really care for it. I didn't diss it. It was a kumsi kumsa. Oh. I didn't diss it. Um, but uh, I like their breakfast there, the dinner time, lunch stuff, whatever I could do without. Um, their breakfast is good, and service. You know, service is usually good. Everything comes out quick, tasty. It's fine. It's a good place. You guys, you guys are some. Some hard motherfuckers. <laughs> we have a reputation to uphold here. Uh, I understand. Does anybody have any clothing thoughts before we wrap up the show on Denny's? No. no? Nope. All right. I, I well, think it's I think it's a good place to sit. <laughs> a good place to sit and eat. What I didn't say that. Sit and eat or hit the street. <laughs> just, just a good place to sit. That's Dwayne's review of it. Uh, before we go, uh, there's something I like to call plugs. Um, Jamie, do you have anything you'd like to plug? I understand if you don't, it's fine. He's still got that one in, doesn't he? The one with the tail on it? <laughs> yeah, other, other than your cat tail that you have plugged. No, I have nothing to plug. I just, you know, I appreciate you guys having me here. I'm a not so special guest. I'm just friends with you guys. And uh, this was fun. And I appreciate the opportunity to share my expert opinion on Denny's while you guys were (laughs) fucking up your analysis on Denny's. Uh, But yeah, no, it's good stuff. Uh, And by the way, listen, I've been listening to you guys podcast when I've got a I drive to Lafayette probably three or four times a month. I listen to every episode. There was an episode that you guys had with that with the dude that was uh, going through his addiction process. That was a very powerful episode, and uh, I listened to that guy every word and you guys' conversation with him. It was amazing. And um, thank you so much. Yeah, you know, you've had a couple other uh, compelling guests, and to think that you know you 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 picked Dwayne's drunk ass friend <laughs> <laughs> to be part of that crowd. I appreciate it. Uh, I hope your podcast and the network that you guys are doing, what is it? The Cross Media. Media. Yeah, like it's really fun to watch and and hear about what you guys are doing. It's amazing. And uh, this is the future of broadcast media. And it's where we all get our information and entertainment from. 
And uh, you guys are, are fucking badass. And uh, Skay, thank you so much. I would love to go snuggle with you in a pile of laundry someday. <laughs> uh, I, you look nothing like you sound. I hope people understand that. And uh, man, <laughs> I think I could be Big Spoon. He sounds like he's Big Spoon, <laughs> but I think I could be Big Spoon. How tall are you? Six one. Ooh. <laughs> But you get a big Adam's apple. Let's, let's see. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. No. Thank you, guys. This was fun. Well, we appreciate you coming on. It was awesome to talk to you. Um, I love nothing more than hearing um, food stories, especially when it comes to trying different cultures, foods, and uh, just travel stories and stuff. So it was amazing to talk to you and um, hear your perspective about all that stuff. So I appreciate you coming on. And uh, even though we went to fucking Denny's and <laughs> I, I told people I would give them a hundred dollars and they could give me 30 guesses of what restaurant we were doing for this episode. And they would never guess Denny's. <laughs> so um, it's a nice curveball. And like, easy, I've been easy. there in probably 10 years. So, <laughs> hey, why not? Gives me a good excuse to go to Denny's again. Um, appreciate you having it. Check out. All episodes of Burn Appetite at CrossTheStreamsMedia.com. You can also find episodes of our other podcast, Three Beers and a Mic, and the uh, side podcast, Three Beers and an MCU. There's other podcasts for your enjoyment on there, like Secondary Heroes, Beer Ain't Easy, Front Row Negative, Dan Aykroyd Podcast, Shoot the Shit Guys, The Dorksmen, uh, all sorts of good stuff. And you can find a podcast to meet your uh, individual wants and needs on the network. That's crossthestreamsmedia.com. You guys are just letting anybody in. I should do it. <laughs> we literally, yeah, no, seriously. Literally, anyone, just get a microphone and recording software and you are in. Let's do this. <laughs> uh, thanks again, Jamie, for joining us. Uh, Skay, it is your time to shine buddy oh wait Turn uh, this off oh uh, it's the outro oh oh, oh, oh yeah <laughs> do for every goddamn episode uh well i've never been to new hampshire in the springtime but after this huge denny's meal it was definitely mud season uh this was our <laughs> review of denny's it was a burn appetite podcast on the cross the streams media network This episode is sponsored by The Farm Drinkery. Best dive bar in the corner of a strip center on Champion Forest Drive in the Weta in Spring, Texas. 22 local beers on tap and world-famous wings. Come for the great atmosphere, stay for the free high five. Use the code BEERNERD20 to get 20% off your bill. has been a Cross the Streams media podcast.